Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Welcome to a brand new week of bringing clarity to the chaos as we make sense of the world around us while always remembering that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Today, staff evangelist James Collins looks at the most recognized poem in all of the world, and we continue to honor our pastors during this month of pastor appreciation. Our fall virtual prophecy conference is just 11 days away. This is an all-online conference. We have great speakers that are all online. Listen to this lineup. Billy Crone, Michael Hoggard, Eric Barger, Bill Federer, Larry Stamm, Greg Patton, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Larry Spargimino. You can watch all the sessions when you want, as often as you want, from the comfort of your home. Watch anytime between October 29th through November 6th. Register today for our Fall Virtual Prophecy Conference, swrc.com, and click on Conferences. Or call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or online, swrc.com. We recently published James Collins' new book, The Shepherd, Reflections on the 23rd Psalm. The response has been so positive, James is here to delve deeper into this insightful book. Today, James explores the rich meaning behind the world's best-known and most-loved poem. Last May, Beacon Street Press released a new book by our staff evangelist James Collins titled The Shepherd. It quickly became Southwest Radio Ministries' best-selling book of the summer. The book is an outstanding study on the 23rd Psalm. James brings out the rich meaning behind the world's best-known and most-loved poem. If you haven't read the book, I believe, after you hear about it, you will want to get a copy. James Collins is here in the studio with me today on The Watchman on the Wall to talk about The Shepherd. James, thanks for being here. Thank you, Dr. Spargimino. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me again about The Shepherd. As the staff evangelist, you are a regular contributor to the program. People hear you on the Watchman on the Wall all the time. However, there may be some listeners who are not familiar with you. Now, I've known you for over 20 years. You were a seminary student of mine years ago. You served in the Army as a chaplain. Tell us a little about yourself. What did you do before you came to Southwest Radio Ministries? Well, like you said, for most of my ministry, I served in the Army as a chaplain. God really blessed my military career, and I spent over 25 years on active duty. I uh, retired from the Army in early 2017 and accepted the call to serve as the senior pastor for a wonderful church in southeast Kansas. But then God brought me here to Southwest Radio Ministries earlier this year, and I'm very, very blessed to be a part of the team. You have a wonderful family. Tell me about them. Well, my wife, Amanda, is an incredible woman. I love her so much, and I thank God for her every day. She's been there and stood by me throughout my military career. You know, people often thank soldiers for their service, but I always try to thank the spouses of soldiers for their service, too, because it's very tough to hold things together on the home front while the soldier's away. But anyway, Amanda and I have three awesome kids, and we're blessed that our children are living for Jesus. Your latest book, The Shepherd, has been a top seller. Let's take a moment to listen to what some of our listeners have said about The Shepherd. 
As Christians, we're always growing and learning new things about Jesus, or we should be. Even though I have been a Christian for many years and know Psalm 23 by heart, the information in The Shepherd by James Collins was eye-opening to me. As I've taken the information from it and thought through the words of Psalm 23, the book really is a tool that I believe Jesus allowed me to use to teach me and help me better understand my relationship with him. My dad bought me a copy of The Shepherd. The thing I liked about this book is that it reads so easily. The scholarly information explaining the 23rd Psalm and the culture is there. James Collins writes in such a way that anyone can understand it. The Shepherd is a profound Bible study that takes Psalm 23 from what can often feel like a nursery rhyme to a lifeline that keeps you connected to your shepherd. Walking through my own valley, this book has been a precious comfort and a gift of peace. The Shepherd is a great witnessing tool. I bought 15 copies to give out to people as a way to share the gospel. I absolutely love The Shepherd, the book written by Dr. James Collins. What I valued about the book is how it really focuses on the relationship a Christian has with Jesus. I know that as a Christian, I have a personal relationship with my Savior, but before reading this book, I didn't fully understand our relationship and just exactly how much He takes care of me daily. Sheep are not smart. They are silly little animals that need so much looking after, and they are a little picky about their surroundings. But their shepherd just takes such amazing and detailed care of them. This book pointed out to me the even better amazing care and love my Savior has for me. It reminded me of the big picture of him dying on the cross to pay for my sins. And then it reminded me through God's word in the 23rd Psalm just how much he constantly, actively loves and cares for me each day. What comes to your mind when you hear people talk about your book like that? Well, it's very humbling to think that something I wrote would be used by the Lord to bless so many people. What prompted you to write a book about the 23rd Psalm? Well, first of all, I really felt the Lord leading me to write this book. I did a study through the Psalms several years ago, and I discovered that there was more to the 23rd Psalm than meets the eye. And when I taught through the 23rd Psalm, when I taught through the things that I had learned in church, people told me how blessed they were. So I felt like God wanted me to share this material. Second, Psalm 23 is one of the most loved passages in the Word of God. It's one of my favorite Psalms. I remember as a child memorizing Psalm 23 in Sunday school. Over the years, I've come back to it repeatedly. I don't think I've ever preached or officiated a funeral where I didn't read the 23rd Psalm. And I'm not alone in my love for the 23rd Psalm. It's a favorite of everyone. I believe that the 23rd Psalm is the best-known chapter in the Bible, in fact. Now, John 3.16, of course, Dr. Spargimino is the best-known verse, but Psalm 23 is the best-known chapter in the Bible. The 23rd Psalm is one of the most familiar, famous, and loved passages in the Word of God. For over 3,000 years, people have turned to Psalm 23 in their time of greatest need for comfort and for hope. And I believe the psalm is so well-loved because it speaks to our trials in life. There's no greater picture of the relationship that God has with His people than the picture found in the 23rd Psalm, the picture of the shepherd and his sheep. In the introduction to the shepherd, you tell a story about Dr. Larry Walker. Now, I was one of your professors in seminary, and Dr. Larry Walker was one of my professors in seminary. Would you share the story from the book about Dr. Walker? It's amazing. It's like things come full circle, doesn't it? But Dr. Walker was a very well-known 
professor of Old Testament and Semitic languages at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Many years ago, Dr. Walker, before he was at the seminary, traveled to the highlands of Central America to translate the Bible into a very, very obscure language. The tribal people at that particular location had never, ever in their lives seen a sheep. So they had no idea what a shepherd was. And when Dr. Walker translated the 23rd Psalm, he translated, the Lord is my shepherd as the Lord is my chicken keeper. Now, he did that to put the shepherd-sheep relationship into words that the people in that jungle village could understand. And David, when he wrote the 23rd Psalm, did the very same thing. He put the relationship between God and man into words the people of his day could also understand. So in the shepherd, you look at the 23rd Psalm in the biblical context of the relationship of God and man in relation to the shepherd and his sheep. Would you give an example? Well, sure. One of the primary needs of sheep is water. An average healthy sheep needs several gallons of water each day. If you multiply that by the size of the herd, you'll understand that shepherds are always on the lookout for water. And David used the picture of the shepherd searching for water when he wrote, He leadeth me beside the still waters. And now the meaning of still waters has to do with a sheep needing quiet, still waters to drink from. They cannot be watered at a place where the water is swift. Because sheep are deathly afraid of rushing, running water. You see, if their wool gets wet, it acts like a sponge, and the sheep will become heavy with water. If he falls in, he will drown. So even if they're thirsty, sheep will not drink from a rushing river or stream. That's why the shepherd must find a calm pool of water to water the sheep. He must lead his sheep to stilled waters. So David used that imagery to describe how God provides for our needs. David continued with that imagery later when he wrote, my cup runneth over. You see, at certain times of the year, the shepherd would move the sheep up to the mountains, and there were no ponds or sources of stilled water in the mountain tableland. So the shepherd watered the sheep from wells. And those wells were often 100 feet deep. The shepherd would use a leather bucket that held about three-quarters of a gallon or so of water. He would lower the bucket into the well and fill a large stone basin with water. Now, that basin was called a cup. The sheep also would not stick their head down into the cup for fear of getting their wool wet. So the shepherd had to keep the cup filled to the brim and overflowing, and that allowed the sheep to drink with ease. And that is the imagery behind my cup runneth over. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with James Collins about his book and teaching DVD called The Shepherd. You can get the book or the DVD or both now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can go to our website, swrc.com. James, biblical context is important because it can help prevent wrong interpretations of Scripture, bad theology, and confusion while reading God's Word. It can also help you realize the full meaning of a passage and get the most out of your Bible study. You emphasize context in this book. I believe, as you do, context matters. It matters to preserve and present biblical truth. I believe that we should never ask what a passage means to us today until we first know what those words and phrases meant to the people that we meet in the Bible. 
And in The Shepherd, I wanted to restore the historical, cultural, literary, visual, and geographic context of that famous passage so we can understand it as a Middle Eastern villager would have first understood it. And I think that gets us closer to the original meaning of the passage and therefore closer to the Holy Spirit's intended life-changing message. The Bible mentions anointing people with oil several times. Psalm 23 verse 5 reads, Thou anointest my head with oil. What does that have to do with sheep? Well, that's one of those passages that's difficult to understand out of context. In the Bible, when someone was anointed with oil, it usually occurred as a way to show honor or when someone was set apart for a special office like a king. However, in the context of the shepherd-sheep relationship, it served different purposes. Sheep have natural enemies, many natural enemies, wolves, foxes, bears, eagles, lions, all of those are natural enemies of sheep. But in the time of David, the absolute worst enemy faced by sheep were nose-horned vipers. You see, as the sheep grazed, this viper would often strike the sheep on the nose, and the venom from that bite was fatal. So to combat vipers, shepherds carried oil. They poured the oil around the openings of the snake burrows, and that caused the entrances to become slippery. The snake couldn't crawl out, and the viper was trapped in his own den. And that shepherd's oil also served another purpose. When David wrote, Thou anointest my head with oil, he knew that the shepherd also rubbed oil on the head of the sheep. Now that oil had a smell that repelled the vipers. So because the shepherd poured the oil in the entrances of the viper dens, and he anointed the sheep, the flock were able to graze there in the presence of their enemies. And David understood that type of anointing from shepherd to sheep. He himself was anointed. The Word of God tells us he was anointed three times. The prophet Samuel first anointed David when he was a young shepherd. Later, the men of Judah anointed David as king. And finally, after the death of Saul, the elders of Israel anointed David as king of all Israel. The shepherd who anointed his sheep with oil was himself anointed to shepherd the flock of Israel. So Psalm 23 speaks to us about how Jesus daily cares for us, but it also informs us about the future. Let's talk about the future. How does the 23rd Psalm give believers assurance about their future? That's a great question, Dr. Spargimino. I'm glad you brought up the future. The 23rd Psalm ends with the beautiful words, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we come to the end of the 23rd Psalm, we've come full circle. Now, I describe in the book how the psalm opens in the late winter or early spring with the shepherd keeping his flock. And as spring merged into summer, the shepherd moved the flock north to higher ground. As they made their way from the lower lands to the tablelands, they traveled through dark valleys. And as we come here to the last verse, the summer is nearly over. The fall and winter are coming. So the shepherd takes his sheep back home. And David used the path that the shepherd took the sheep on to teach us about our future in heaven. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And notice he didn't say, I might or I hope to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He said, I will. David had no doubt that he would be in the house of the Lord when he died. And you and I as believers in Jesus Christ have the exact same certainty. There is a companion DVD that you have produced to go with the shepherd. I'm excited about the DVD. Our producer, Marvin McIlvaney, did some great video work on the DVD project. He shot film of 
me teaching through the 23rd Psalm. And then he edited in pictures and videos that really helped tell the story, I believe. Marvin did an amazing job on the DVD. And the teaching in the DVD has the same teaching that you'll find in the book, plus a few bonus nuggets that we threw in. The book and teaching DVD are called The Shepherd Reflections on Psalm 23. Friends, you will learn so much from this little book, like how the 23rd Psalm fits into Messianic prophecy. You will learn the significance of restoration, and you will have the mystery of Migdal Ather revealed. You can get the book or the DVD or both now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can go to our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. James, thanks for writing this great little book, and thanks for visiting me today. Thanks, Dr. Spartamino. I appreciate you. It's an honor to serve the Lord with you. You can get today's program with James Collins on CD by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. James Collins' brand new book and DVD, The Shepherd, teaches the rich meaning behind the 23rd Psalm. The DVD is packed with video clips and illustrations. It's an excellent resource to help you unpack these ancient Bible verses about the strength and courage found in God. James Collins explains that with God as our shepherd, we can walk through the darkest valleys in life confidently, knowing that He is with us. Get the Shepherd book and DVD for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can always order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. October is Pastor Appreciation Month a time that we set aside to encourage and uplift our pastors, thanking them for their hard work and service to the body of Christ. Today, we welcome another pastor to the program, letting him know that we appreciate all that he does, all that all of the pastors do for their churches. I have in the studio with me Pastor Clay Parrott, who is the pastor of Christ Church of Yukon, Oklahoma. And I've known Clay for many, many years. In fact, he was my student, what, about 20 or more It was a long years. time ago. Yeah, a long <laughs> time ago. You, Brother Larry. We both met at the school where Dr. James Collins and I met. It's just so good to see these young men prospering in the Lord. You know, this is Pastor Appreciation Month. Do you do anything worthwhile? I mean, <laughs> so just tell us about your background and what is your day like and what are some of your burdens that you carry around? I know pastors carry a lot of burden because they see what sin has done to people and they try to lift people up and some people fight the word, some people fight the pastors, some people fight God. So just tell us a little bit about that. Well, that question exists in about three different areas. <laughs> That's a loaded question, but I didn't grow up in the church. My parents were divorced when I was a teenager. Over a period of time, I became a Christian at age 16 and really felt the call towards ministry and a desire to encourage young people who went through what I did. And I went to Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri. And 
And over a period of time, God just slowly just began to work on me that I wanted to be there and intercede and, and to be an encouragement for those who went through what I did. And after I graduated Bible college, I was up in Indiana for a little bit. And then I've been here in Oklahoma for almost a quarter of a century, Brother Larry. That's just hard to believe. But over a period of time, I've worn different hats. And the last several years, I've been the lead pastor there. But I've always had a heart for young people, and it's just so important because people are so desperately looking for hope, and we know that that hope is found in Christ. And I think just as far as encouragement, I have so much respect and admiration for you, Brother Larry, but I think even you need encouragement every now and then. We right. all do. Absolutely. And I think of that passage as Hebrews ten twenty five. let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So I think God just has a shape that way that we just need that encouragement periodically. Today, Brother Larry, I talked to two minister friends of mine that are discouraged. And I think it's just so important, and so I got a chance to pray with my two friends and encourage them that tomorrow it could be me that's discouraged. And so we need to just be there for one another, which is so important that the body of Christ comes alongside one another to pick one another up to encourage one another, to hold one another accountable. So I know I'm just bubbling with excitement, but that is yeah. just so very important that we do that. Now, as far as the day-to-day rhythm and ministry, every day is different. But I'm much more comfortable, if you will, after a few years in this lead ministry position, because it is different than youth ministry. It just is. Just to find rhythm and to be there for people and to listen and to pray with people and to prepare a sermon that's worth listening to on Sunday morning. And I'm also playing in the praise band occasionally at our church, so playing guitar. So the rhythm of that is just very interesting. And every day, as you know, Brother Larry, brings uh, something different. I think one of the hardest things in the pastorate, and you probably agree with me, well, there are several hard things in the pastorate, but one of the things is staying fresh in the pulpit. You know, I pastor a little church, and I preach to them on Sunday, and then Wednesday evening, we're a little more informal, but I want to have something fresh. And not only do I want to have something fresh, but I want to stay on fire for God. And I know you're on fire for God. I'm sure we've got, like you say, discouraged pastors out there. And I think the key is one's personal devotions, one's personal walk with Jesus. But tell us about that. You know, a lot of people, they say, oh, there's Clay. He's so upbeat, and he's got another sermon. They think it just happens automatically. Of course, God is in it, and you have to yield yourself to God. But tell us a little bit about keeping that excitement. You seem so happy. I know you've always been that way. And you're right. There's a lot of discouraging things going on today. Yeah, I'm definitely a glass half full sort of person, (laughs) and I'm an encourager myself. I love to encourage people, but the reality of it is, you know, encouragers need encouraging. I think you spoke so well of it as far as spending time in the Word and you're cultivating your prayer life. But I think one of the key things is spending time with other people. And with myself, I intentionally surround myself with other minister friends of mine that we can encourage one another, sharpen one another, and challenge one another in what we're reading. So I think readers are leaders, leaders are readers sort of thing. And I know that you set the bar high with that, Brother Larry. But I think that that's something that we need to do just to stay fresh is to be reading constantly. I've got to discipline myself for that. That doesn't just happen in my life. I've got to discipline myself for that. But those are some of the things that I really look for. And being a pastor, of course, you have your home responsibility. You have a wife and you have two children. And I've got two boys. One is a freshman in college now. And one's an eighth grader. 
So you've got to balance, you know, you're committed to the church, but you're also committed to your family. And one of the things that's so sad, so many preachers' kids go off the track. I'm thinking somebody like Franklin Graham, he went off the track, but fortunately he came back, and he's a tremendous man of God. What advice would you give to pastors regarding balancing their time? And number two, to congregations, because I know some people in the congregation, they expect that you're hit a button and there you are. So encourage pastors and help congregations realize that, hey, this guy's got, you know, wife, kids, and also the church. Well, what you're saying is balance. And Brother Larry, that is so hard sometimes because sometimes I get out of balance. But I'm reminded at the end of the day, and this is just me, and I think you and I have talked about this personally before, if the church is doing well but my family's falling apart, I think that I've gone off track. I've gone off the rails, and I'm not doing what God wants me to do. So I literally make it a point to continually cultivate that relationship with my wife. We continue to date after 23 years. We've been married almost a quarter century, Brother Larry, but my kids are doing well. And they love church. They love the Lord. There are always challenges and struggles with an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old. We know that. But at the end of the day, I want to be faithful to God and to loving people, but I certainly don't want to neglect my family in the process. Um, Larry Osborne did a message not too long ago that I heard, and he said, at the end of the day, I've now become okay with the thought of, if I'm a good husband, if I'm a good dad, and I'm a so-so pastor, I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think our tendency is to, you know, we, we want to be a great pastor and a so-so husband and father, which is not the proper balance. So, Clay, I'm so excited to see you. And, of course, I do want to mention to our listeners that Southwest Radio Church is having a Bible and Prophecy Conference at Christ Church of Yukon in September. One more thing. What's the address of the church and where are you located? We're in Yukon, Oklahoma, 620 West Vandement Avenue, Yukon, Oklahoma, 73099. Thank you so much. Pastor Clay Parrott has been our guest. And what a great blessing to see him grow in the Lord. And God is certainly using you. Brother Larry, always good to see you, sir. Today in our Resource Center, we're offering the brand new book and DVD, The Shepherd by James Collins. The Shepherd book and DVD explores the rich meaning behind the world's best known and most loved poem. James Collins teaches the psalm verse by verse, explaining its extraordinary power to change lives and ease our troubles. James shares its fascinating context and colorful background. You'll find encouragement to enjoy the green pastures of life while becoming strengthened by the dark valleys. Through James's explanation of the biblical text that illustrates the love and care of the Lord, the shepherd will help you rediscover the joy, inspiration, and peace of this beloved psalm. The shepherd book and DVD answers questions like, does the 23rd Psalm fit into Messianic prophecy? What is the significance of restoration? Does the shepherd-sheep relationship parallel God and man? What's the meaning of the cup? James Collins answers these questions and more in The Shepherd. Since releasing this new resource, we have had people getting dozens of copies of The Shepherd for family, friends, and people in their church. So make sure you get your copy of James Collins's The Shepherd book and DVD for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. The Shepherd, book and DVD by James Collins. 
Make sure you get your copy today. Tomorrow on Watchmen on the Wall, prophecy expert Ed Heinsen will look at Israel and its role in end times prophecy. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Thank you.